Good evening and welcome back to Everyday Man of God Ministries. It's great to have you back once again. I appreciate every time that you listen, and I am incredibly grateful for that. Uh, first, I just want to start uh, with a quick prayer for those who are in dire need around the world, including Ukrainian uh, people who are involved in quite the mess over there. Um, I have my own personal and political opinions about that, which I'll get into another point in time. We want to pray for the safety of all those there. So, Heavenly Father, I come to you this evening in prayer, very simply, Lord, because you know what's in our hearts. We do not need long and lofty prayers for you to understand what we all are looking for. And we pray that those who need to be saved will be saved, and those that are lost will be found, and those who are in the situations of impending death that they avoid them but all things are your will lord and whatever may be will be amen all right so i just want to get going on this one uh, defending your reputation um you would think this would be an a, a a petty thing to deal with although people are petty a a very simple thing that's well why are we talking about this it's not that big of a deal but it is it's bigger than one thinks, not just for the secular world, but Christians and, and those who call themselves Christians, they get sucked into this vortex of defending your reputation. So what do I mean by that? So people are going to slander you. It's been written. They're going to come at you. They're going to say things. They're going to attack your livelihood. They're going to say something about your wife or your family or your children or your political views. Everything under the sun, they will pretend to be your friends and they will turn on you tomorrow. That's just the nature of the world. And I say of the world. So we can be in the world. We know that by the Bible. We're going to have to be in the world every day. We're going to have to deal with people that are petty. But we don't have to be of the world. See, there's where something happens. We often allow ourselves to be of the world and get sucked into these things of which we should not. And that's a huge danger. And there will be people, not just secular people, but Christians will sit there and they'll tell you, well, you should defend yourself. Defend your reputation, man. You, 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 you can't let someone slander you like that. And yes, on the one hand, I understand the thought process. To be accused of something one did not. But I also believe that you should have faith in God, that the Lord will make things right. The iniquity of the evildoers will not go unpunished. Now, justice may not bring, uh, be brought about in your time or your time frame, but it will be done in God's. So they can talk about you today and maybe six months later they come back to you and say, you know what? We realize something, we're wrong. We talk about the fruit of the tree. Know them by their fruit. Well, here's the deal. More often than not, what you see and what you hear are two different things. See, that's the problem with the world and their selfish ways. The hypocrisy of the hypocrites. 
See, they know that they are not right. They know they have done something wrong. And what better way than to throw someone else under the bus or say something bad or cause strife or issues? I was in a, speaking of strife, I was in a Baptist church one time. Okay, I was in more than a Baptist church in more than one time. I'm referring to one particular one. But it is of all of them from my understanding. To be accepted in the Baptist church, you have to stand up in that church and you have to promise them in that church building that you will not cause strife or problems. You know, like Martin Luther did in the Roman Catholic Church or, you know, Tyndale or Wycliffe and the list goes on. Uh, John, uh, what was it, Hughes or Huss? Yeah. Promise not to cause a problem. So if someone has done something wrong and against the Bible, you better not cause strife about it. I'm just saying. So it gets into a whole messy area where you start having revenge and this and that, and it goes on and on. It's, it's a vicious cycle that you can't get off. It, you're always trying to defend yourself. And once you've defended yourself, why are you defending yourself? If you've done nothing wrong, why are you so defensive? You see, it can go on and on. It just keeps on going on. And it, it's, it, it, it is a hamster wheel if one cannot get off. And then you're like, well, I'm going to avenge this. I should get revenge, because then that's the other way. Well, you know, I'll get revenge. I just won't help them out next week, or I won't let them borrow something. I won't, and I'll show them. Now you're in a pettiness. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Now remember, this is from the King James Bible. This is the only Bible of which I, uh, unless I'm doing research or comparing scriptures, I only read the King James. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. You don't have to avenge yourself. The Lord has got this in his time. Not yours, but in his. <clears throat> so is it worth it to get bogged down in all of this hatred and this anger? Who does it help? Doesn't help you. I can't see how it would. You have no say in the end of their times. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 35. To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand. And the things that shall come upon them make haste. Mm. And that goes for the world. And it goes for the fake Christians and the false prophets. And the accusers of those with the open sepulchers. Of those hypocrites of not just the world, but the church buildings. And those that call themselves Christians. And as I say this, I don't want you to misunderstand that I'm perfect and I've never um, thought about defending my reputation. 
It's a natural reaction. Doesn't mean it's right, but it's a natural reaction. And you have to stop yourself and ask the Lord for forgiveness for this sin. The stronger you are is a outcome of reading the Bible. I want to read a little bit more on vengeance. Psalm 94, yeah, Psalms 94, verse 1. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth. David knew. Why wouldn't he? The vengeance belongs to the Lord. You do what you must do. You must love. You must forgive. It doesn't mean you must forgive and then accept that person to your house and then put out the blankets for them all the time. People say, well, no, that's what you're supposed to do. Show me where the Lord says to keep on bringing evil into your home. You have to show love. In Proverbs, verse 10, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. We talked about strifes earlier, and that's caused by hate. People who hate the truth will cause problems. They will attack. I used to be open to debates and things like that a long time ago, and I always wanted to have a debate. Then I thought to myself, after years, I realized debates don't even do anything. You're not going to change that person's mind by arguing with them left and right. You can give them the truth, you leave it. They want the truth. They'll read it. If they don't want the truth, they'll ignore it. It's just that it's all there is to it. You can't beat someone over the head with the truth over and over again. In fact, by beating them over the head with truth over and over again, they're going to ignore it and don't want it anymore because you keep on persisting and beating them over the head. We're not going to save all people. Just not. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22. Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. A lot of people are going to hell, or what will be eternal damnation. Don't let people bring you down. You don't have to get even and tit for tat. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 29. Say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. Now those are a few verses from the Old Testament. In fact, I believe it's six verses from the Old Testament. Yeah, that's the Old Testament. Only revenge and avenging, and, and that's only in the uh, Old Testament. New, 
New Testament's all about love, and the Old Testament wasn't. Well, we showed you about love right there in Proverbs, so you're clearly mistaken there. Well, I don't know. It doesn't talk about fruits and stuff like that and, 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 and paying attention and stuff like that. So, all right, let's go to the New Testament. Matthew chapter 7, verse 20. Well, actually, you know what? We'll go to verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now, those of you who are listening to this, and you may not be saved or a Christian, beware of the ones who call themselves Christians. It doesn't mean just prophets in general. I want to, well, this does, but what I want to say is beware of all those who say they are for you. If they are ungodly, and if they don't live by the word of God every day, then they are fake, and they are false, and they will turn on you, or they will create something about you. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. What does that mean? I'll tell you what I feel that it means. If you have nothing to worry about, you have nothing to hide, and you've done nothing but good, you follow the word of God. You've done what he says. Good fruit. But if you have allowed yourself to be corrupted and deceived and defiled by the men, uh, doctrines of men and of television and, and these Marvel comic movies and these, you know, you're a god and you can create this and that. Got problems. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So know them by their fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. You'll know them. You'll, who, you'll know who's for you, who's against you, who's turning on you. Use discernment. Ask God for his advice. And sometimes he'll tell you. Or sometimes he'll leave you in a situation when I said God will tell you. Um... That's a tricky area because we, we are very often, we say, God told me, God told me, God told me. So very careful, be careful about using that just willy-nilly. Mark 11, verse 25, And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you for your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven Forgive your trespasses. Now, I believe in forgiveness. I don't believe in forgetfulness. Every man must pay for the crimes of which he's committed. It doesn't mean I forgive you and a man shall not be punished. A man or a woman shall be punished for their iniquities. They can be forgiven, but they will be punished. We're going to go into Luke. Luke chapter 6, 
verses 27 through 28. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. So as well as talking about defending your reputation, forgive them. That's the worst thing you can do to them, is forgive them. You'll throw burning heaps of coal upon their head. Forgive them. Their fruit is rotten. Don't let yours be. Don't let yours be. So we're going to open up your Bible. We're going to chapter. We're going to chapter. Yeah, we're going to turn to First uh, Peter, chapter two, verses twenty-one through twenty-three. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. How amazing is that? He didn't start throwing stones and start just going crazy. I'm like, oh, you want to say something about me? You got something to say? How you want to do this? All right, is that the game you want to play? All right, I'm going to expose you. I'm going to expose... No, he didn't do that. He forgave them. Doesn't mean they didn't pay for their injustice, their iniquities. But he didn't hate them. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Mm. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. You see, your mouth starts running and you got nothing to back you. No one will back you when your mouth starts running. But if you stay silent and only speak, when kindness and love comes. And I'm a victim like anyone else. I hate it. The victim may not be the right word. But I've made those poor choices myself. We all have. We want to say something. Or we say one or two things. And we, we get sucked in. And, and it's tough. It's difficult. I think women sometimes are a little more cattier than guys. But guys. Dude. You know you do this. You know you sit there and go, bro, you want to talk trash about me? We get into that mindset. And if you've been in that mindset for 30 years, it's hard. I get it. It's difficult. But if you, and, 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 and when I say difficult, 
it shouldn't be difficult if you've been saved for 30 years and following Christ and living as close to a Christ-like life as you possibly can, but it happens, and you must eliminate it. We're going to turn to 1 Thessalonians. I believe 1 Thessalonians, yes. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and all men. See what happens? The Bible tells you, don't, 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 don't go tit for tat. Don't, don't go back and forth. What purpose does it serve? It serves none. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on, I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know God, not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So those who stay right will not perish in sin. Second Corinthians, chapter thirteen. Oh no, I'm sorry. That I don't know why I have that written down. That's a part of something else. Let's go to Galatians. We're gonna we're gonna move our way to Galatians. And I, I don't want I'm trying to make sure I keep this podcast under a time frame because I don't wanna make this too long. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Yeah. I don't have a better answer than that thing except, yeah. Peacefulness. Love. I don't mean the love that you got going on in the world. Love, not hate. You know, you should love everybody and all these, those type of protests and stuff. I'm not talking about that. Most of that's not even close to biblically founded anyways. James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Blessed is the peacemaker. You know, a lot of people feel that they're attacked on a daily basis. And I did a podcast not too long ago about persecution. You think you're being persecuted? You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing yet. You haven't seen anything yet. It's going to get bad. So if you can't handle these small things, how are you going to be able to handle it when it gets real bad? So if you are right with God, you have no reason to defend your reputation. See, for me, I don't care. I know that I have the Lord. I know I come home to a beautiful wife, wonderful kids, 
okay, those wonderful kids also can be a pain in the neck some days. Listen, if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. You can love your parents, but some days they test you. But if you get to come home to that, it's all that matters. If you're more concerned about what you look like, or I'm sorry, or what they think you look like, or they, what car you're driving, what you wear, or what they think about you, the truth that you speak, maybe your words fall on deaf ears. Maybe they don't. And there are going to be those who use others. Satan will use these people's vessels to attack your reputation. But in the long term, you stay on the right. You stay with the Lord. You stay on that path. You will never have to defend your reputation or avenge yourself. You're good. Because their lies, their hypocrisy, their iniquity will not go unpunished. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it, as always. I cannot express how much I am thankful to anyone who listens to my podcast. I hope in some small way that I have helped or giving you something that I didn't even know that I was giving a certain person, it happens. And I am incredibly blessed to be here in this situation to, to speak. God bless. Peace be with you.